Blog Talk Radio. Hey, you guys, this is Carlos Torres, Major League Baseball player, and I've been around a lot of gloves in my life and my days, and I tell you what, go to VincyPro.com to check out real quality, best leather, best craftsmanship, everything all together, the whole package. Go to VincyPro.com. Hey, Coach Mike Lucie. Coach, welcome to the show. It's always good to have a celebrity in town. Man. Welcome to Lafayette. Welcome to Jersey Country. Glad you're here. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. We're live today, as always, presented by Vinci. Check them out at vincipro.com for all your baseball and softball glove needs. And as always, we are live on the 100% Food Hotline. Blast off with 100% food. Visit spacenutrientstation.com. 100% food, probably your most effective meal. Joining me right now on the phone, for this episode of TCRS, assistant coach from Texas State Softball, Kat Osterman. Coach, welcome in. Thank you for having me. So let's jump right into this. Season's opening this weekend. So one of the main things that you look at when you look at a uh, great player, I mean tremendous player that goes into coaching, there always seems to be that sense of are my players going to be able to live up to what I did as a player myself? Kind of talk about your thoughts on that when you first got into coaching and how that's kind of evolved since the first time you stepped on the field as a coach. Um, well, you know, I don't think I've ever had an expectation of my players to be anything like me. Um, I think all pitchers are different first and foremost, but Secondly, I can put into perspective what I was able to accomplish, um, especially in my college career, and realize how special that is. Um, So I don't come in expecting my pitchers to be able to um, throw the ball like I do, to make it move like I do. I don't expect that. Um, I expect them to work as hard as I did, and that's probably about the the only expectation I I use as far as myself being a measuring stick. Um, But I think that's because growing up I watched my family coach, my aunt, my I had an aunt and uncle that coached. My dad obviously coached me in basketball a little bit. Um, You know, there were all sorts of situations where none of us were ever compared to our coaches. And so I don't think it's fair to an athlete to try to compare them to yourself um, because different generations, different people, um, there's too many factors that are different. But, you know, I come in and I just want to see – if I can get the, you know, get them to reach their potential, if we can get past what their maximum, what we think their maximum potential is, that kind of situation. So it's been fun. Um, it's ever evolving. I'm always having to learn how to um, communicate and relate a little differently to each pitcher. Um, but by no means have I ever um, been frustrated or had to deal with comparing them to myself because I just don't, I don't think that's fair to a kid. Coach, you've got a great pitching staff down there. Um, Tell, tell everybody that may not know about your pitching staff and how special it is, who they are, and what makes them so special. Um, you know, I have a relatively small staff. I have three um, three athletes that are pitching for me right now. Um, Randy Rupp is a returning sophomore as a freshman. She was all region. Um, I think at one point, halfway about through season, she led the country in strikeouts. Um, she took the load for us last year as a freshman, and she had to, and she responded really well to that, um, which was 
exciting for us because you always want to see a freshman be able to respond to it and not fold under the pressure. But um, she went home over the summer and worked extremely hard, um, came back in better shape and in a better place, which was easy to work with. And then, um, you know, I had to, I had to go searching a little bit and bring in two new faces. We have Paige Williams who transferred from Temple Junior College. Um, I had seen Paige when I was actually at St. Edwards University coach as the assistant coach there and kept an eye on her. And she's just a hardworking kid that just wants to be good. She just wants to come in and kind of a bull ma- bulldog mentality when it comes to hard work. She's going to get in the bullpen and keep and throw, throw, throw until she feels like she's gotten whatever she needs to get out of the day. Um, I have to sometimes take the ball from her and tell her she's, she's done. We don't need to overthrow, but um, she works extremely hard. And then I also went and found – Quincy Charleston, who is actually from northeastern Oklahoma A&M, um, originally from Missouri, but she uh, she's a very completely different look than my other two. Spins it a little bit different, throws a little different speed, has a little bit more off speeds. Um, but all three are extremely hardworking, and I think for the one of the first times in my career, I have a complete staff where they all complement each other well. They all work well together. Um, none of them are, you know wanting the ball they all want the ball but they're all excited when the other one gets a chance um so there's competitive there's competitiveness for the fact that they all want to be good and push each other but they also all support each other and it's made this season fun so far biggest thing that you wanted to have randy work on after last season and how has that developed during the off season um i think after last year randy learned that her rise ball was good for high school but not necessarily for college um, we didn't use it a whole lot because it wasn't a pitch that people even offered at. Um, so she went home and worked on that. And like any pitcher, we needed to perfect our change of speed. So um, having her work on our off speed was also a key. Um, I think the biggest thing over the summer for her, though, we had her, I had her not throw for a good chunk of summer just because she needed to rest and you know let her body recover because she did throw so many innings for us. Um, and that uh, freshman's not usually used to that, even in high school. Even they can throw every game, but they play about 26 to 30 games in the same time we play 56. So um, she was throwing, you know, two and three games of the weekend for us, and that's a lot when you're not used to that kind of workload. So we had her rest and recover and really work on just getting staying in shape more than anything, and she did that as well. You know, she's come back this year, and she's stronger and a little more fit, and, you know, I can tell her to go jump on a bike, and she'll, yes, ma'am, and go do it, or do a med ball circuit, yes, ma'am, she goes and does it. Um, and, you know, sometimes on days off or if we get rained out for practice and we have to be inside, she'll go jump on the bike without us saying anything. So she's matured in the sense that she knows – what she needs to do to take care of herself, and she's really buying in to being able to do that. Kat, we all know how competitive you are on and off the field. So how competitive do you get during practices when you guys are scrimmaging? Um, You know, I think I'm I'm not near as intense as a coach, I think, as I was as a player. Um, So – I don't get competitive just because I'm not the one out there. Um, I'm not giving up hits or runs or whatever. Um, I The only time I get anything type of competitive or intense is when we can't when we can't find the strike zone, and um, then I kind of get on them a little bit. But um, you know, I'm really I feel like I'm really good at separating myself from letting my kids play. So I want them to compete, but by no means do I want to be out there for them. So it's pretty easy for me to sit, call pitches observe, analyze, and be able to give them feedback without me 
um, feeling competitive because, you know, we scrimmage and let those two team plays. I have no real bearing on the outcome. <laughs> so we talked about pitch, your pitching staff. Tell us about some of the other players that people should really be paying attention to this season on this top set squad. Um, I mean, I think the bright spot, we have Ariel Ortiz at shortstop. She's a sophomore that came back. She was, um, you know, as a freshman, she led our team in home runs. She was she was all region for a while. I think she was in the um, freshman top 50. Um, you know, she just came out, I think, opening weekend came out hitting seven-something for with, you know, just came out on fire. And then, but she never really slumped. Um, her slumps were very minimal, and she was really able to, come in and just make an impact and we have her back and you know her and the rep twins both um are all really good friends but they work hard together so if you see the reps at the field usually ariel's there if you see ariel at the field the reps aren't far behind so it's nice to have a core of kids that are are working that hard um we also have two seniors on the right side of our infield and kelly baker and kendall wiley um kelly baker's been at second all four years of her career and has been our leadoff and you know, just kind of a solid player. Um, nothing real flashy. She's just consistent, finds a way to put the ball in play, makes the plays over there at second, and hopefully looking to her to be a little more vocal this year. Um, but, you know, she's she's done her job there um, at second base. And Kendall Wiley kind of had a breakout year last year. She was hitting over 400 for most of the year going into, I think, the last week and a half to two weeks. And then she dropped a little bit under 400. But, I mean, you can't ask – much else from a left-handed power hitter. I mean, she's not a slapper or anything, so it's not like she's beating out infield singles. She's a she's a power hitter, and, um, you know, she came into her own last year kind of getting to understand how to approach the plate, and, uh, you know, we look for her to carry that on into this year. I don't know that you can expect a kid to hit over 400, but, um, you know, we actually expect her to be more consistent and hopefully fill a little bit of the void that we lost losing our three and four hole last year, this last year. Coach, when I had uh, Connie Clark on, who I know you obviously know very well, she said that she loves the games where she coaches against her former players. How do you feel every year when you go there and face Texas? Um, you know, again, it's it's not about me at all. So, you know, is it it the hardest part is not being able to sing the eyes of Texas. Um, just because I am in other colors and I do represent another team at that point in time. And, um, you know, I'm very proud of being an alum of that program. But, you know, when we go down there, I just want my kids to be able to be in the best position to perform as well as they can. And, um, you know, I talk to them about it. Obviously, I've been there and I know what it's like to feel the home crowd so I can talk to them from that sense and let them know on the opposing side what it's going to feel like to hear those fans, not necessarily cheer against you, but be so loud for whoever's standing in the box versus you. And, um, but you know, it's, again, uh, I don't have much bearing on the game, so it's, it's fun though. I mean, our program, you know, just being, whether I was here or not, Texas and Texas state has always been a little bit of a rivalry just because, you know, if you ask anyone in the state, they know of Texas and not everyone knows about our program. So, they go into it with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and excited to hopefully make some waves. And, you know, last year we came close to an upset, and uh, it was it was fun. And then this fall we played them, and we actually got a W. So it was fun, and I think it's more fun just to see the kids enjoy being able to succeed in those moments. So, Coach, when you look at the start of the season, tournament time, getting ready to kick now, you all have the Century Link Classic coming up first game. 
uh, for you all will be Friday at uh, 3 p.m. against Abilene Christian. It's always hard right at the beginning during tournament time to, you know, do a full, full evaluation of the teams you're going to play, especially when you look at, you know, teams that may have new coaching staff like Oklahoma State with Kenny Gaiesti going in. So it's more about controlling what your team can control. So with that said, coming out of the Century Link Classic, what would you consider a successful tournament? I mean, I think we we play six games, and ideally we would, you know, we would like to be five and one, four and two. I don't think breaking even three and three is where we want to be. Um, it also, you know, there's so many factors that go into a game, so we'll have to see them play out. But I think we have a good, a pretty good lineup to open up season. Um, as you said, Oklahoma State's coming in with a new coaching staff, and Kenny, being from Florida, obviously knows what it takes to win a championship. And so he brings a different culture and a vibe to his team. So you never know what they're going to come out like. Um, you know, I actually coached three years at DePaul, so I know what to expect from their program and their head coach because he's been there for a long time. Um, so I'll carry that and, you know, share that with our girls, the way he coaches and how their program usually is. But, um, you know, I think we are really just focusing on ourselves and hopefully figuring out, um, you know, the best – the best organization of a lineup and pitching staff and all of that. Coach, last question for you today here on the Coach Rogue Show. For those parents out there that are listening, those future possible players for your program that are listening, what do you look for when it comes to character of players when you're out there recruiting? What does it take for a player to come into that program? You know, I think to to come into and be successful in our program, you have to just be a really hardworking individual. You have to be able to, um, you know, you have to be able to take coaching. I think there's a lot of kids that think coaching is criticism, and it's not. We, You come into college, and hopefully you have the desire to get better. You don't think you know it all. Um, so for us, you know, the, care, the kids that survive or the kids that become successful are the ones that come in and really have the will to get better, the will to work hard. Um, you know, it's not it's not a cakewalk anywhere. So you have to want to work hard and really want to be better and make and make a name for yourself. Um, this is a program that's on the up, I believe, and you know, we want kids that really want to be part of that um, and not kids that are happy to get the scholarship and then be done. Kat, listen, thanks a lot for taking time out of your morning to join us here on TCRS. Before we let you go, let everybody know how they can find out more information about. Uh, Bobcat softball as well as the CenturyLink Classic and you as well online. Um, if you want to follow the CenturyLink Classic, um, all of that will be updated on our website, which is txstatebobcats.com, um, and that will have, I believe, live streaming, um, all the stats, results. You can find out about all the teams um, there. If you want to follow Texas State over the course of uh, the season, our Twitter handle is TX State Softball. Our Instagram is the same thing, TX State Softball. And then on Facebook, if you just look up Texas State Softball, we have this uh, kind of fan page there. Um, personally, mine's pretty easy. You just look up Cat Osterman on anything. Uh, Twitter, it's at Cat Osterman. Instagram, it's at Cat Osterman. Um, no tricks or anything, but I do a good job of social media about our team, too. So, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter and follow me, and you should be able to keep up with what our kids are doing this year. Listen, all the best this season and throughout the rest of your hopefully very long coaching career, and we'll look forward to maybe having you on again at some point later on in the season. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time. 
This has been TCRS, the Coach Rope Show, presented live by Vinci on the 100% Food Hotline. Don't forget, upcoming shows tomorrow, 1 p.m. Central Time, Raising Cajun's head coach, Michael Lotif will be here, and Thursday at 10 a.m. Central, Hell State softball head coach, Van Studeman will join me. Again, both of those interviews will be live. Make sure you guys follow Blake and Abby on Twitter at TCR Show, and make sure you guys like us on Facebook, and that is facebook.com slash the TCR Show. Until next time, later times, everybody.